What you missed on weekend mornings with Jason Dacey. Only on Money FM 89.3. United States President Donald Trump will meet with North Korean leader Kim Jong un for a two day summit in Vietnam in Hanoi on the 27th and 28th of February to preview that and talk about potential opportunities uh, for ASEAN. I'm with uh, Nicholas Fung, former Straits Times correspondent, heads up uh, Black Dot here in. Singapore. Nick, you know, this is intriguing because we saw Singapore go through this in 2018 in in June. It was an historic summit between the U.S. and North Korea. So what are you expecting uh, in uh, just a few couple of weeks time? Well, uh, I think there's been a a little bit less of the twists and turns that we saw in Singapore or in the build up to Singapore last year. Uh, Obviously, we had uh, the situation where the the summit was actually cancelled, you know, uh, less than two weeks out from the the planned date in Singapore. And and I say cancelled with air quotes because I think in those days there was still a little bit of uh, gamesmanship between uh, North Korea and the U.S., Uh, Things have moved uh, along far more significantly now. Uh, We've moved from animosity to negotiations. Uh, And I think that uh, the second summit will be much more, um, obviously, uh, more of an administrative, uh, functional summit as opposed to the symbolic one that we saw in Singapore. Um, But then again, I think those who are expecting a lot of concrete uh, decisions or or deals or or clearer measures uh, to be put in place um, after Hanoi uh, might potentially be a little bit disappointed. I think most of us who are watching the geopolitical issues within the region would say that um, it's it's looking less and less likely that North Korea will ever give up its nuclear weapons. So the CVID, the Complete Verifiable Irreversible Denuclearization of uh, North Korea, um, I think it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be a really tough ask. Uh, I think the, the, the North Korean leader has recognized that a lot of the, of the progress and the achievements that he has made in, in recent months came from the position that uh, he has uh, the nuclear uh, capabilities behind him. Uh, I think where we can take some hope and where we can uh, be a little bit more optimistic is the fact that he does actually seem to be coming around to to shifting his focus. I think if you look at his New Year's speech uh, this year, Mm. he was wearing a a suit, a tie, uh, very distinguished. He gave up the Maoist uh, attire and the the, the Mm. lapel pins with his father, grandfather's face on it. Um, And he's starting to look, people are saying, a little bit more statesman-like. You know, the setting was in an office that, that looked Oval Office-esque. I think that was one of the descriptions. Um, so, And he is spending a lot of his time talking about economic development for the country. So if that to be taken, if we take that at face value as being his current priorities, I think we have a greater chance of success to bring North Korea into uh, the global community, to integrate them more more closely with the rest of the world, which would then, A, reduce their reliance or the need to rely on nuclear weapons, and B, make it less and less uh, rational for them to, to use a, a zero-sum weapon like, uh, like the nuclear weapons when they can leverage on being part of the global community. So hopefully we'll see a little bit more of that. I think both sides, both uh, you know, the, uh, Chairman Kim and President Trump will want to use Hanoi as an opportunity to, to burnish their international brand and reputations. But I'd like to see a little bit more integration or bringing of North Korean out of isolation into the global community.
Of course, we all want to see you know North Korea more integrated uh, into Asia, and of course not be that threat. But when you hear the um, security forces, you know the intelligence forces, what they're saying about North Korea's threat compared to what Donald Trump has said, you know he basically said it's all sold. You know he said that immediately after the, the Singapore summit, and then we hear, hear the intelligence community saying, "No, uh, we're not convinced that North Korea is doing what it says it's doing." I think so. I think we we are we are able to. I think most of us are able to differentiate between the the rhetoric, the political gamesmanship, uh, versus the the reality on the ground. I think the assessments by the U.S. security uh, intelligence community is is something that uh, most of us are not entirely surprised. The fact that they, North Korea still does possess their nuclear capabilities, which again reinforces my my earlier view that it's highly unlikely we'll see uh, uh, the giving up of the nuclear capability anytime soon by uh, Kim Jong-un. And I think that one of the key, um, uh, again, uh, paths forward is to uh, show them that there's other things that they can do besides just depending on the nuclear weapons. This then puts puts, uh, the debate into a little bit of of a conundrum because there are those who say that we should not be taken in by North Korea's salami tactics, their piecemeal, <laughs> yeah. you know, tease yeah. for tad, yeah. we'll yeah. just drag it out. Uh, some people are saying that, you know, we have uh, the US elections coming up pretty soon and North Korea could just want to play a waiting game. Mm. You know, they never know who the next US president might be. Uh, and if it resets the entire clock on discussions, there's no need to give up anything anytime soon. You know, we'll just go for the photo opportunity and things like that. But, I did want to point out that the choice of Hanoi, Vietnam as a as a as a location, is pretty pretty interesting. Uh, I think Singapore was was a was a good opportunity for the North Korean leader and his entourage to see a little bit about how uh, other countries develop. You know, especially those with far less resources than North Korea has. Uh, Vietnam is an interesting case in point. Um, my good friend Manu Baskaran has written a commentary recently uh, talking about the huge potential of Vietnam in the months and years ahead. Uh, and I think for, for Kim Jong-un to see how a, a communist country who was once isolated and at war with the US, you know, with Japan, with South Korea, to then come out and become such an important trading partner for all these countries and to be likely to outperform a lot of the global economies in the years ahead could be a huge inspiration for for the leader of North Korea. So hopefully that's a good thing as well. We're previewing the U.S.-North Korea summit on the February the 27th and 28th in Hanoi, Vietnam with Nicholas Fang, the managing director of Black Dot here in Singapore, former Straits Times correspondent. So, yeah, let's talk more about, you know, the nuts and bolts of what's going to happen in Hanoi. We saw it here in in Singapore in June. Uh, You know, and you mentioned, of course, what Vietnam's done economically and how it's progressed. Uh, You know, what are some opportunities here for ASEAN and for Vietnam to get out of this uh, two-day conference? Well, I think uh, there's both uh, plus and minuses. I think when the summit was held in Singapore, uh, some of the, um, the the sort of commitments that Singapore had to put in place were, of course, the security arrangements. Uh, Singapore being a small island state, of course, slightly easier mm. to defend than a bigger country. And Sentosa was held Sentosa at? Sentosa was a, even was easier. A, even easier, a, 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 very, a very clearly defined location. Uh, at the same time, Singapore has had a lot of experience hosting, uh, you know, major events uh, and and hosting important dignitaries from around the world. Um, the cost, I think, was in the tens of millions of dollars, in the teens, uh, millions of dollars, and and this is something that I think Singapore was was glad to to uh, to carry in the 
small way that we were contributing to global affairs. So obviously Hanoi would, would have to, uh, uh, to, to take on board some of these kind of considerations. That being said as well, uh, Vietnam has hosted a number of major events in recent times. I think there was the APEC meeting in 2017, as World Economic Forum event last year. Uh, so they, they do have experience. Uh, and, and Hanoi, of course, is a bustling, very energetic city. Uh, and it would be interesting to see how they uh, use this opportunity to brand the country. Uh, I think Singapore, um, there, there were some calculations about how often we were in the international media, on the front page of, of newspapers and top of the news um, in, in all uh, news outlets around the world. Uh, and for, for that period of time, it really was all eyes on Singapore. And I think that that was a huge uh, boost uh, for the country and it will be a similar advantage for, for Vietnam uh, in a few weeks' time. And you mentioned, of course, the connection, you know, with the, the communist background of Vietnam and obviously Kim Jong-un coming from this uh, isolated state. I wonder if he's ever been to Vietnam before. I wonder what kind of uh, connection he might have with the, with the nation. You touched on it earlier. Uh, I don't see any any historical reports of whether he has been to Vietnam or not. Of course, if he'd gone in his personal capacity, it wouldn't be surprising. But uh, we do know that he, he isn't a huge world traveler. I think he, their security concerns are much tighter. Uh, they would prefer to to have venues that are not that far away mm-hmm. from Pyongyang. So Vietnam definitely falls uh, within the, the the range of their aircraft capabilities. We don't know if he's going to to use the aircraft of friends from China, for example. Um, but it, I think it's it's definitely a, a a continuation of his. I wouldn't say a coming out process, but he's definitely more engaged with the global community. Um, he, he has achieved a lot uh, in terms of the recognition that he's accorded, something that his father and grandfather never had or never achieved in terms of being uh, viewed as an equal, have a, a meeting with the US president, you know, a sitting president as an equal, um, and now traveling obviously a little bit more beyond his usual comfort zone, which is to China or, or increasingly to DMZ, to DMZ and his <laughs> counterparts in, in South Korea. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll actually see him in the US at some stage. Um, so I think it's a good, it's definitely a good sign to, to see him more engaged and traveling a little bit more. Can't wait to see it. 27th and 28th in Hanoi as uh, U.S. President Donald Trump meets with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. like to thank our regular contributor here on Money FM, Nicholas Fung, the Managing Director at Black Dot. Great to see you.